So you know, amazing. if we're interested in horror movies, we should watch that PSPM <laughs> podcast about Cleveland sports. <laughs> Believe yeah, or whatever. Why'd like, you do that too? That was scary. That, like, mm. absolute savage. Okay. <laughs> All right. Ever. Well, I, I guess I'll get started. Um, welcome to the Amped About Movies podcast. Today we'll be discussing the 1996 horror movie Scream, written by Kevin Williamson, directed by Wes Craven and starring Neve Campbell, Courtney Cox, and David Arquette. So this movie is basically, it's a horror movie. Horror movie plots are pretty straightforward, but it basically follows Sydney Prescott, played by Neve Campbell, and her friends as they start experiencing some strange phone calls and later learn that there's a crazed serial killer on the loose who wears a white face mask, um, Mr. Ghostface, and he wears a large black robe, and he's looking for revenge in the town of Woodsboro. So, basically, I don't know. What do you guys think? What, what was your first impression of this movie, Colin? Oh, yes, me, of course. Um, <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was a great movie, um, especially when it comes to like the horror film genre. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was kind of a love letter to all of that stuff. Obviously, Wes Craven um, and the writer, uh, just massive horror movie fans <laughs> and they essentially yeah. made a movie for other horror movie fans mm-hmm. um i know i'm not the biggest uh like a horror aficionado however i i've like i definitely knew a lot of the films they were talking about like halloween um you know uh no i'm blanking less like Wes craven essentially directed most of the successful um nightmare on elm street Nightmare on elm street all that stuff and there was a lot of homages and you know, callbacks, obviously like a ton of characters directly quoting and referencing mm-hmm. other movies. Um, so it was a lot of fun in that way where you were like, oh, I know that one. Um, but on top of that, it was just a well-written film. I love the uh, deputy character, especially the, like his dynamic with his sister. I thought was really funny. If yeah. Pooping like, <laughs> on him. They're like, you look like you're 12. <laughs> they're like, you can't talk to me like that when I'm at work. I'm a man of the law. I'm not, the tube is so cringy. Uniform, you gotta address me as such. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the, the twist was great at the end. Um, I don't know how much we should reveal in that. I'll, I'll put that off to later. Um, but yeah, I think the opening scene with Drew Barrymore was incredible. I think it, mm-hmm. it exactly outlined the stakes of the movie mm-hmm. along with like kind of the dynamic of the killer. Um, and it just like, it hit the ground running so hard, which is, I don't know. I, I remember like talking to Yev about this because we were watching it together and she was like, well, this is like the most crazy open we've seen in a while for like, I feel like a lot of movies, especially like kind of a horror genre, like kind of builds, like obviously they're like kind of a quick look of the killer, but Mm -hmm. not really the extent, right? Like they just show like whoever long that, that scene was like 20 minutes of just like methodically going through. And I thought that was awesome. Yeah. I think, I always remember this horror movie and the series in general, because there are four movies, I believe, in this series. But I always remembered it as being kind of a parody because Randy, towards the like end, when he talks about the rules of a horror yeah. movie, and like he's basically, it's kind of like kind of taking you out of the movie where he's discussing how to survive a horror movie and all the rules. And I always remembered it as more of a parody but watching it again, it's like, no, this is not a parody. It's definitely a full-on horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's beautiful because it does both. Right. 
I love Randy's character, by the way. I feel like oh, yeah. every movie nerd is just like, yes, Randy, <laughs> my vibe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah really Randy good. is awesome. He's, he's actually one of the characters that makes it into some of the other movies. So that's awesome. What about you, Chad? What'd you think? Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I'm not, I don't watch a ton of, you know, scary movies. Um, but when you think of like just classics that define the genre, like, you know, this is one that comes right to the front of the mind. Um, you think, you know, the, the costume is so iconic. The story is like, you know, super iconic. Everything about it is just one of those things where it's like, you can see the roots of a genre really kind of sprouting up from, from this movie. Um, and, you know, obviously there's all those tropes and everything that they play on in the movie and they kind of, you know, wink at throughout. And I really appreciate that. They wink at all of these things that you would think are really cliche or tropey, then include them in the movie and mm-hmm. play them really, really well. And I, I just think, yeah. like, I think that's really difficult to do in a testament to just how strong of a film it was where they're able to say like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of like cheesy things that you know is in every horror movie. We're gonna include all of those, and they're gonna be good. So I, you know, really definitely props to them for that. Um, and just you know, when it's one of those things that you always think about when, you know, like, if there's a Halloween costume that from a movie that came out in 1996 that is still like on the shelves today, like it's just such an iconic movie, and it definitely deserves praise for how solid it was and for how impactful it's been since it originally came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Totally agree. All right, what did you think, Beard? Sorry. No, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I um, I will say up front, I don't like horror movies. However, mm-hmm. I would say of all the horror movies I've watched, this one was probably my favorite. Um, it was pretty enjoyable to watch. Um, and I did like that it incorporated more than just the horror genre. Um, it had some really funny lines and comedy. Um, it had um, good suspense and mystery. Um, so I did like that about it. Um, and I wrote down a lot of funny lines that I, that I want to bring up later because they were awesome. pretty memorable. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it was a good movie. Um, I, I honestly didn't know what to expect, um, uh, because though I say I haven't watched, or even though I, I said, I don't really care much for poor movies. I have not watched a lot of the classics like Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Saw, mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, so maybe it's not a fair comparison, but I, I was going and thinking like I, I probably wouldn't like it very much, um, but you know I, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, and this movie had a pretty stacked cast, which I, I thought was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a good movie for what it was trying to do. Sweet. What about you, Hunter? What'd you think? Beard, I'm on the same wavelength. I don't normally love horror movies either. I actually procrastinated watching this movie because I thought I was <laughs> scared of it. Uh, uh, I I was not scared of it. Um, but I, I waited until last night to watch and I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> Got to get it over with. We're going to be good. Um, but I ended up loving this movie. Uh, I was shocked that Drew Barrymore, who's a very big name that she died at the start in, mm-hmm. in that starting sequence. I was, I was shocked. I thought she was going to get out and then this story would move on from there. Or when she saw her parents that she would, they would somehow find her and then that would prompt into who attacked her, all this stuff. But I was shocked that right off the bat she was uh flayed open and then uh then the story progressed from there Uh, i thought it was i think i thought it was more funny than scary um i loved uh, and i'll dive into this later the sound design how every time 
you saw uh, somebody suspicious, the the beat hit, and all of a sudden it would get super serious, and there was just a lot of um, comical stuff that I absolutely loved. Um, same way with Dewey, uh, I loved his character um, when him and Gail Weathers, who's played by Courtney Cox, were uh, walking to the to the car they found, and he says, "Oh yeah." Uh, do you know what that constellation is? And she says, no. What? What is it? He says, oh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was hoping you'd know. <laughs> yeah. God, that was so dumb. <laughs> yeah, that was a good line. <laughs> yeah, I really liked how this movie, you know, you're the whole time you're trying to figure out who the killer is. Like, they keep leading you to think, well, maybe it's Dewey. Maybe it's the principal. You know, maybe it's her dad. You know, you, you don't know who it is. The whole time, mm-hmm. um, even though you're kind of sus on Billy, you know, you start to think, well, maybe it's someone else. Um, maybe it's even Stu. I mean, there are definitely points that I think you could have deduced who the killer was. I want to know, do, did you guys figure it out before the reveal? Nope, I did not. In fact, I had a guess that was like way off track. Um, but there was a reason I thought so. Um, I thought it was the police chief, actually. Oh, oh, really? The chain-smoking yeah. man himself. Yes. And, wait, wait, that, what was your reason? Okay, the reason was when um, when Sydney was in school and she noticed the killer was in the bathroom, Yeah. they showed his boots mm-hmm. underneath yeah. the stall. And mm-hmm. then later on in the movie, when the police chief is smoking, he like drops a cigarette <gasps> on the ground, extinguishes it with his boots, and mm-hmm. like they specifically put like make a shot like close up on his boot. I'm I like, think they I think did that on purpose. Yeah. Okay. Like I wasn't sure if they were like trying to lead me off track. I'm like, wait, those look like the same boots. Like it must be this guy. Yeah. Um, and then like it wasn't him. But it, like they, other than that, they didn't even like try to make you think it was that guy. So mm-hmm. I was. I definitely think they're they were leading you to believe it could be anybody. Like, oh man, this guy's got the same boots. Or like, oh, Deputy Dewey is trying to take Gail away from the party to some you know, discreet location and you might think, oh man, he's going to kill her. Um, I don't know. I thought there were a lot of opportunities for you to believe that this person might be the killer, which I thought was really fun. Now I've seen this movie like 10 times because my best friend growing up loved this movie and we watch it all the time. So for me, it's it was like really fun to just watch it and pick up on all the cues. And my sister was watching it with me and she had no idea who it was. She kept being like, is this person the killer, David? Who is it? I'd be like, oh man, I don't know. <laughs> Meanwhile, like if you know the twist, like it's impossible to predict. You know? Yeah, I thought it was. I I was in the same boat. At first, I I was convinced it was Billy because I was, um, I was like, he just looks. He he just looks suspicious of his demeanor. And then I was like, no, it's not him. He. And then I switched over to Dewey. But in the so. Uh, I finally w- eliminated him as a suspect when he when he got killed. Are, are, yeah. are we allowed to talk about? Spoilers? Yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna spoil the whole movie. Okay, cool. So when he got killed in in that scene, I was like, oh, cool, he's dead. And then he, when he walks down the stairs, and I'm like, oh my god, he's alive. And I said this to my mom. I said, this is terrible. He's he has the blood, but there's no there's there's no rips in his shirt. That was like really they. They didn't the they didn't think to make this at least look real that he died in the movie. <laughs> and then it was like, oh no, wait, he actually didn't die. And <laughs> so <laughs> I just um when that happened, I died laughing because I was like, oh, I thought it was just a cheap the the producers completely forgot that point and it was just a total gloss over, but that was on purpose. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about the rest of you guys? Did you guys see it coming? Dad, Colin? Yeah, I mean, coming into it, I I knew like who the killers were. I had known enough about the movie to, to know who they were, so I was anticipating the twist the entire way through. Um, mm-hmm. But still, I thought they did a great job of like downplaying who they were throughout the entire movie, and even like going through it knowing who it is at the end at, t- at certain times i was still thinking i was like well he, you know he was like the cell phone like he got the call and billy was in prison and like it was another person calling like clearly it can't be billy even though like in the back of my mind i'm like no no you know it's him like, you, like <laughs> why are you like trying to cut him loose like so i it, i thought they did a great job of of keeping people on their toes enough where you're like you're doubtful and suspicious of everyone but at the same time, you're like, well, I, can't, I don't think it's him, and I don't think it's him. But you're at the same time, you're like, I do think it's you, and I do think it's you, but not really, but definitely a little bit. So yeah. I, I thought they did a good job, and I really appreciated the way that they played in her dad as well. Because, um, I mean, he has, like, what, two minutes of total screen time, but he's, there's definitely this looming presence of, like, why is he not around right now? Like, where is he? And they can't find him. So, like, w- like why isn't he there? And, like, that's always something that on top of all of the people that are physically present in the town and are constantly on screen, there's also this whole other layer of like, there's also this like looming presence of her dad. Like he's not here, but he's not where they think he is. So like what's going on with this guy, that's super suspicious. So I, I thought they did a great job of keeping everybody on the table when it comes to who are the killers. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. What about you, Beer? Did you see it coming? Um, I did not actually. Yeah, I um, I, I by the end, I mean, besides thinking he was going to be the police chief, I did kind of rule out Billy. Um, so I was surprised about that. Yeah, they do a really good job with that twist by literally like having the killer come in and stab him, and you're like, oh shoot! Like I totally yeah. thought it was him like one second before that. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think about the rules of a horror movie? I love that scene. Love it. Yeah, it was funny. Um, and yeah, it makes sense. I, I think like in any... Well, actually, I, I'm just sure I've ever seen a, a, a horror movie where they had sex, but like the drugs, alcohol, and be right back. Like, I, I've definitely heard those. Um, it's definitely like a before. classic horror movie trope. Like like in the in like Halloween, you know, when they're at the camp and, you know, they're like young and in love teenagers and they're all kind of fooling around and then of course they all die because they've sinned quote unquote um that's just kind of like a typical 80s horror movie trope i think but i i really liked how they even in the movie like sid literally has sex with the killer mm-hmm. but she's able to yeah. survive mm-hmm. that, that, that was really cringy too yeah, I, I yeah, thought it was, it was like when they set that up, and the guy was like, "Oh, you can go to my parents' room. You can talk, and you know, whatever." I was like, oh, "Dude, like, why would you invite people to go have sex in your parents' bedroom? It's super weird." <laughs> <laughs> so true, dude. Actually, um, I I really thought there were a lot of really funny things in this movie and callouts to other horror movies. Um, I think my favorite one was the when the uh, the principal is kind of suspiciously looking around 
because mm-hmm. he thinks someone's snuck in to his office. Um, and he walks out to the to the hallway and he sees the janitor. Yeah. Who's yep. literally dressed like Freddy Krueger. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I, I didn't remember that. I didn't get that. <laughs> I like really went funny. back and I like rewind it. I was like, is that? <laughs> I was like, no way. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, who's out here? And he's like, what'd you call me? <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was awesome. I also loved in general that scene how the principal kept getting scared by his own reflection yes literally (laughs) that was so good Uh, (laughs) and then uh, obviously he gets killed but there there was a moment where i suspected him as the killer Mm -hmm. i don't know if you all suspected. yeah yeah me too like when the way he was like handling those abnormally large scissors (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, and they were doing the the shing sound too, like ding ding. And he's like, like both of you get out of here. Um, yeah, I feel like this movie, like the margin for error on it was really close. You know, like this could have been a really bad movie if mm-hmm. they didn't pull it off, but they just they executed to a degree where it was just like incredible. I feel like any lesser of like a director or actors or something, <laughs> the movie would suck. <laughs> it would just be like any other, like horror movie that was bad but like i feel like yeah it's enough where you can wink at it but you don't lean into it and actually like make it worse in a way you know because anything i feel like a movie like it almost turns into like too much of a spoof movie like scary movie you know where you're like okay yes like the joke is like freddy krueger freddy krueger like everyone the whole audience is just like token like thank you all right next show me another reference and then you're just captain america at that yeah Uh, yeah (laughs) i just thought they did a good job making the characters seem not too deep to be like a horror you know because it's a horror movie you don't want to have too much character development but at the same time the characters weren't all super shallow such that you actually kind of cared about them um even the ones that died like Mm -hmm. principal when he's when he's first announcing that the school is kind of having these the police come in and search and stuff and he wants them all to be safe and it's playing over the loudspeaker and at the end he goes and just remember your principal loves you <laughs> like what the heck where is that coming from yeah, that was so weird <laughs> if my principal ever said that i would be so creeped out um, and, oh and there's like the scene i think where uh where sydney comes into the principal's office and he just like caresses her face oh yeah yeah that was, that was so, <laughs> so weird so weird i was like what the heck is this dude's thing yeah so they definitely gave him some character it was a choice you know mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know I, I always like the horror movie rules and the one that stuck sticks with me the most is i'll be right back like mm-hmm. if you ever say that in a horror movie you're about to die and i love that idea because I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I say that all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm hanging out with someone. Oh, I'll be right back. I got to go to the bathroom or something. I'll be right back. I got to go get something from the fridge. But like, you don't know when you're in a horror movie because in a horror movie, there's all the creepy music playing to play the suspense. But in real life, you know, there's none of that. <laughs> so so actually, never speaking of real life, though, like, did you guys ever hear about the one girl who mysteriously died in Miami? Oh, what? It was the same about- thing. It was like, are we talking about like, that? The the there's like a, a the door or there's something that you can go see. I I can't remember if it was that one or a different one, but the one I'm thinking of is like 
these two girls were like in their dorm room in the 50s at Miami. And one of them was like, oh, hey, like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Like, I'll be right back. And she never came back. And like, they never found her. Wasn't that in that dorm that they tore down like her sophomore year? I think, like so, yeah. I think it was like that haunted one over by Ooh. Farmer. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it's like, it does happen in real life. Crazy stuff. Dang. Wow. <laughs> I love I this. I can never say that again. Um, with them in the video store too, where Randy just like, yes. it's all the screen time. Yeah. I love Randy as a character. I that the video star was, um, was so good how he was again making the movie references mm-hmm. um i thought that was great but bringing it back so i have a quick quick question yeah i think that this is a plot hole in the scene where uh tatum riley the uh watch the best friend of the main character yeah uh, so like she goes to get beer she dies mm-hmm. obviously how do they get beer in the next scene when they're watching well, the movie and, and, and they're spitting out, because nobody's found her. I but think Stu probably brought back beer. While watching Halloween. Yeah, it was Stu, because Stu was probably the one that killed her, right? And then he There's actually a back. scene between those two scenes where Stu literally goes out into the garage, like as Stu, and comes back after she's already been killed. And he says, I'll be right back. No, yeah, yeah but, I, I, actually, yeah, I think that's the point beer. right there. In that scene, they're drinking beer. Because we assumed that they ran out of beer for them. Or maybe, wait, who was the one that asked Tatum to get beer, though? Was it one of the guys? It was Stu. It was Stu. Okay, so Stu set that up. Yeah. So Yeah, Stu told her to go get him more beer. So she went out to get a bunch of beer, never came back. So then he said, oh, I'll be right back. And then he ran out into the garage. And at that point, you should know that he's the killer. Because he doesn't raise a big fuss oh, about that's true. He finding his own yeah, girlfriend's body. That's the yeah. thing I was saying. Like, that's probably the one point where it's like a dead giveaway. But if you you're not thinking about it, like, and you don't already know, you kind of don't put it together. Yeah. Right. Well, just... I think they also cut to Sid and Billy at that same time, right? Or no? Yeah, I think they did. They kind right. of cut away. So you think it's okay? Yeah. Hmm. But also, I think they did a really good job with a few setups in this movie, like to make it just like a good horror movie. I think there's there needs to be a few points of true quality suspense and like you know fear for it to be a good horror movie, not just a bunch of jump scares. And I think my a few of my favorites are like the scene where uh they're in the van and she comes back and she's like, "Oh yeah, you know, it's just got a 30 second delay, no big deal." Yep. I love and that. You know, and she says that you're like, "Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna lead to some shenanigans later on, and sure enough, it does. Yeah, that was um, a good one. That's and then I really love, I really, I really love the the part where she jumps in the car, mm-hmm. and then Ghostface yeah. is like, "I have the keys," and then the, the locks start popping up all over the car. She's like, you know, but then you see the trunk start to open. You're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> well, they did that so well. I thought the the cinematography is actually really good. I like the one shot mm-hmm. where it was. I think it was, was it Halle, or not Halle Berry, um, what's her Courtney name? Cox? No, sorry. Drew Barrymore? Drew Barrymore, sorry. Um, I think it was like the scream, the ghost face was like in her eye or something. Oh, yeah. Or was that the principal? I can't remember. I thought that was pretty cool. I yeah, think that you're was, right. Um, Who's the first girl? I, 
Yeah, I don't remember, but it was I, I did like that scene. I enjoyed some of those shots in the opening where you can just see the guy in the costume running in the hallways, mm-hmm. and it's just the flashes and the blurs. Yep. I thought that was beautifully done because that really. And at the same time, like you know, she's outside, so it makes you feel a little bit safe, and you know, like he's inside. But mm-hmm. there's still this presence lurking around, and just as quick as it goes by, like in the way that it's framed, so you only get that little glimpse. I, I think those are really great setups because then when you actually see the face in the window, and it pops right up at you. You're like, oh my god, like that terrifying when it first comes up on screen. So yeah, I, I agree, Colin. The cinematography for some of these shots were phenomenal. Right. Yeah, I like the first scene how it builds on it, like especially with the the popcorn slowly mm-hmm. going, and like it, when she go, goes back into the room, and like it's on fire and stuff, and then it just builds and builds. Or like the beginning of it, they were like, "What's your favorite horror movie?" And like, "Oh, I love Halloween." She like pulls out the knife, <laughs> the block. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think one of, I remember like saying this uh, to Yeva like during the film. I love how goofy. Um, the the villain is like throughout it like oh, <laughs> oh yeah because you're yeah. like it's not like a, a paranormal like you know he's not from another dimension or anything he's just a dude in a costume which i feel like <laughs> makes it pretty cool you know i feel like most movies other than like the first halloween is like paranormal and like they're like the devil incarnate or something like but, unkillable yeah, so, forces of evil yeah and this it's like oh yeah a door and a surfboard can hold him back for a while yeah. And the thing is, he's not even just the guy. He's like a clumsy guy. Yes. Yeah. Like he'll get pushed and he'll like flail yeah. his arms and like stumble back and fall <laughs> on his head and like worm around on the ground for a few seconds before he's finally able to get back up. I do think they did a really good job with keeping like to horror tropes, but then kind of turning them on their head. Like for instance, where Sydney is in the house and she's talking about how she's not some dumb horror movie idiot who's just gonna like run up to the stairs when instead of going out the front door and then minutes later she has to run up the stairs instead of going out the front door because she locked it in on herself yeah i think it's i think they did a lot of really funny stuff like that yeah one thing um so one thing looking back in hindsight i feel like we could have known that one of the killers was Stu because that just him as a character is just a goofy kind of awkward moving person i feel Mm -hmm. like i feel like it's it's tough to guess that at first but when he is trying to kill uh tatum in the garage and he gets hit by the (laughs) by the by the door to the to the freezer and then he gets the beer thrown at him and he's just i feel like um (laughs) billy wouldn't 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 act that way because yeah it's a little stereotypical but you remember she said he was a oh no that wasn't him but oh he's, he was he's not a football player but i feel like he's more coordinated than Stu, and so i i don't know yeah. just just thinking back i feel like that's one giveaway that's mm-hmm. very hard to tell and yeah uh, what's some of the quotes that you said you wrote down that you liked oh there's there's a lot um so you guys were talking about how Urkan, you, you mentioned that the killer was goofy. Um, one of the funniest lines was when he was killing the friend in the garage. And she's like, and she's not scared at first. And she's like, oh, you want to play psycho killer? And he's like, not. Nah. <laughs> like, oh, do you want me to be the victim? And he's like, yes. <laughs> um, that was a good one. Um, I also really loved the meta joke um, 
like around the sex scene where um sid is talking to her boyfriend and you know he's trying to talk her down trying to like be like oh it's okay you know it's just like the silence of the lambs like you know you're it's like all scared and there's all these like callbacks but like it's okay in the end and she's like no that was a movie this is real life and then he's like no sid this is all a movie (laughs) 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 that one was fantastic um and then the and then the last one i wrote down i don't know why i thought this was so funny but like well, um, right before the friend gets killed um, in the garage, she, the, you know, um, Stuart, whoever asks her to get some beer, and she's like, "Who am I, the beer wench?" And then, like, <laughs> proceeds to go get beer anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, those yeah, are my favorites. I'm I'm surprised that you didn't put uh, put the quote of when Stu and Billy are trying to kill Sydney. Uh, in like the final scene and she ends up calling the police and he's like did you call the police she's like yeah you bet your ass i didn't he's like oh no my mom and dad (laughs) don't matter (laughs) my mom and dad are gonna kill me (laughs) as he's he's covered in blood and he's already (laughs) killed i like how like how nerdy they were like it's like they killed drew barrymore on like a technicality at the at the beginning because like, yeah who no, was yeah. the killer in the first jason movie and she was like uh jason. Oh, yeah. like nope it was his mom and she was like what <laughs> <laughs> but but at the end they're like the two my last two brain cells where they're like hey you gotta stab me not on a stab. You, you gotta make sure it looks good. And then they just like, oh man, you got me. You got was too deep. He's like, oh man, I'm feeling woozy. Yeah. See, so, that actor is hilarious. I don't know if you guys ever watched the live action Scooby Doo movies. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Matthew Lillard. Yeah, Stu played Shaggy. So, so funny goofy. to watch. Thinking about that. <laughs> there was a there was so a tweet a little while ago that was like a Matthew Lillard appreciation tweet where it was just like they were like nobody has this kind of range and they like called out all these like weird <laughs> um like one off movies that he's done um so I like thought of that immediately David where he all <laughs> plays the same character essentially <laughs> pretty much yeah I did think it was really I mean there's just so many funny scenes even though it's terrifying I mean it's terrifying to think that you're as a police officer, you're at a party and your younger sister gets murdered at that party, dude. Mm-hmm. How would you be a police officer after that? You're such a failure. <laughs> you know, like that's where the horror comes in this movie. Just like the terrifying or or for instance, like in the first scene, after you've watched this movie once, you know that there are actually two killers. So when she's like, oh, I've got eyes on the guy inside, what she doesn't know is that there's also potentially a guy outside. Mm-hmm. You know, so she's actually totally screwed like the whole time mm-hmm. um and it's just it's really scary to think about that stuff like the unknown of the whole situation like no one ever suspects that there's two killers working in tandem mm-hmm. meanwhile it's also hilarious every time the killer gets beat up on like you know the killer <laughs> the killer gets a beer bottle thrown at them and like flails around or the killer like gets smacked by a door or a, or a freezer door um all those times where they they just epically fail and it's hilarious to watch um i think that's one thing that makes this movie very scary when thinking about it is that it 
is that the people who do this stuff in real life is just normal people and that somebody mm -hmm. can sort of break and it could you know you don't know who that person is for instance these people were interacting that friend group was interacting with the killers the whole time and that's just something i think that's just scary to think about is that unlike colin what you mentioned it's not a deity or i guess deity isn't the right word but a supernatural force that this is a real person behind the mask just people that have gone absolutely mm -hmm. insane and yeah, I think yeah. That that's one thing that makes this movie scary uh, after you watch it mm -hmm. when you turn the movie off and you go upstairs and you're like okay you can't say oh supernatural forces aren't real you could say okay, well, there are actually crazy people out there and i'm praying to god that i don't get attacked by one yeah I can yeah it. yeah I um, yeah completely agree and i i think that's one of the things that really helps it stand the test of time you think a lot of these more modern scary movies they rely so heavily on visual scares jump scares like it's music and audio cues that tell you when you're supposed to be scared and something happens and it's a moment of oh my god what was that oh okay it was this thing never mind don't have to worry about it like i always think of like uh, i think there was this one horror movie that i watched in theaters i think it was like the woman in black yeah, I remember. A few years ago. I remember there was like the scariest moment in the movie for me was when like a bird flew out of like down a hallway or something. And it made like it like crowed and flew down the hallway and it, like it was a huge big jump scare. And I was like, oh my God, like, oh, it was a bird. Like, <laughs> I, I really like, but I think about how this movie was like, they didn't rely on jump scares. They relied on, we're going to build suspense. We're going to make things creepy. We're going to keep people on their toes. And then we're not going to shy away. Like we're going to kill major characters, like leading actresses right at the beginning of the movie. Like we're going to make you think that like everything's on the table. Everybody's a suspect. Like everything is going to be building and building and building and building. And it's going to explode at the end. And then the ending takes forever. And I love that. Like mm -hmm. you are in this final sequence of people are getting killed and the killers are being, you know, quote unquote exposed and certain people are getting checked off the list. Like, can't be him. Can't be him. Can't be him. Oh, it can be him actually. Like, and you have this great, like final crescendo of like explosive, all of this tension and all of this buildup kind of comes in and explodes at the end. And I really think that's how it stayed. So, you know, commonly referred to as a great horror movie for all these years is because they didn't, rely on cheap things to scare people and i like that to me is what really sets it apart from a ton of these modern movies i think about some of the more recent stuff like get out like it's the same thing like they don't rely on like we're not going to be cheap we're not going to get quick jump scares we're going to build something that's really really creepy and mm -hmm. really attacks people down to like what makes you feel insecure in your daily life and we're going to mm -hmm. play on those feelings and i think that's what really sets this movie apart mm -hmm. Yeah, that was really well put, Chad. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I like that you said crescendo. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Dude, that, that reminded me when you were talking about how it really does crescendo up to that final point where Randy's like, this is the part where the killer always comes back. Yep. <laughs> right. You know? And then he's like, huh. And then she's like, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> And right before then, he, he um, what was it? He come, he bumps through the door and he's like, oh, I'm so happy. Never thought I'd be so happy that I'm still a virgin. Cause he <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Uh, Andrew, how did that not make your list? That was a hilarious line. <laughs> that was that was a good. One. Okay, I gotta say, like, I I did not write a lot of notes for like the whole um, for most of the ending sequence because I started getting really like focused trying to understand what was going on. So yeah. I was like, wait, they're still alive? Wait, how? Wait, they're the killer? So yeah, I, I did like I do remember those lines. Some of them went over my head though. That's yeah. This this movie is a good one. I think. It's it's an easy one to watch with anyone because it's still lighthearted and silly. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but it's also just a quality horror film. I, I also I, thought it was kind of scary how the the killers at the end they're like, you know, we don't have a motive. That's the new millennium. You know, motives are outdated. Are they the ones that killed Sydney's mom? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah, actual thought. motive was. Sydney's mom slept with uh, Billy's dad. Oh, that's what it was. Put up because yeah, because they kind of got called back to that sorta at the get or earlier in the film, where yeah. he's like, "Well, your mom dying is like my parents splitting up," and Sid's just like, "What the hell?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He does not. And then he like, tries to cover it. He's like, "Oh, uh, yeah, no, that wasn't. No, that's not the same." <laughs> <laughs> when yeah, looking back in hindsight, it's now we understand. Saying, "Oh my gosh, that's that's such a dead giveaway." Equating two things that are wildly different. Right. Um, I do want to watch this over again now. I feel like it's a great, like, mm-hmm. repeatable movie. Like rewatchability. We've talked about that before. I feel like this one's really high. Yeah. Yeah. If you are interested, I do recommend the other movies. I know that even Scream Four, like the fourth movie, is really good, um, and they all kind of take it to the next, like. I just looked up the rules from the first movie and I forgot that they of course expand on the rules as one of their kind of tropes to come back to in these, in this series. But like the, I just remember some of the opening sequences from these movies and they're both hilarious <laughs> and, and also terrifying. Well, uh, like, well, I'm actually watching scream two tonight. Oh dude, you have to let wow. me know what you think. That's awesome. I might have to watch the rest of them actually. Because it's been a while since I've seen them. Um, but anyway, I guess uh, I think we can wrap up with what we scored this movie. Honestly, for me, this was really tough because I went through, I scored it. It, it actually is the lowest movie we've watched so far with a 70 for me. But I wow. feel like it doesn't really capture the essence of this movie because I still think this movie is like a 9 or a 10 in terms of horror films. Um, I think it really yeah. expanded the genre. But I do think that as far as the films we've watched in our scoring system goes, I had to give it a 70. Uh, I'm afraid to hear what Andrew said about it. <laughs> With the way Andrew scores uh, things, this is probably a 94 or something. <laughs> it actually broke my bracket. It's, like, it's a 10 in impact and cinematography. Just, you know, <laughs> the way I score things are very good. <laughs> nah, so actually... Colin had a right to be a little scared. I, I did the scores a little low. <laughs> All right, I Nate think... Silver, what's your prediction? How many variables do you have on this? <laughs> okay, but <laughs> what you said, David, is kind of true. Like, it, again, it was kind of hard to score this movie because I don't think that our scoring system is like really conducive to uh, the good things that happened in this movie. Um, kind of like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, but I gave it a... 51. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. Um, also, just remember, like I said, I, I'm not like a huge 
horror movie fans. So like, even though I did enjoy this one more than others, um, it's not the type of movie that I will probably revisit very much. Andrew, what was your highest and lowest category? I just have to know. Was everything like pretty much fives down the board or was it really high somewhere and really low somewhere? Um, it was, I, I put like, um, like a six or seven for enjoyability and, um, like a seven for impact. Okay. Cause All I right. think it was like a pretty, you know, like a pretty memorable and impactful, uh, horror movie to the genre. Um, I, you know, I, I give low marks for like acting cause you know, like, yeah. it's also kind of supposed to be bad acting, but like, you know, it just, you know, it wasn't it's great acting. What, um, was the, not, what was the lowest score you gave? Uh, I think it was four for acting. Yeah. Oh, breaking yeah, it that's over. That's exactly what I got for acting. Yeah. So, uh, what garbage cinema did you put above it on your list? How did, <laughs> where did a uh, fifty-one end up being? Um. Well, you ever seen Clue? Yes. <laughs> you had well, Clue better than this. A little bit. In in parts to it. I I got a little Clue vibes as if this was a more horror based clue which i felt like it was but yeah with- it was it was yeah it was like yeah. a whodunit so i i feel that well andrew i'm not nearly as low as you and or david i'm actually closer to you i gave it a 72 so i'm much nice. more on, on point with you on this one than than andrew i think taking into the context of the film genre that it is i mean if it's if we're just talking horror movies i think it's a nine out of ten easy um but obviously they're definitely pieces of this acting definitely being a, a standout negative um but there are just so many really well done pieces that it, i think it i think it's up there i wouldn't have made my top 100 but it would have been right on the cusp i think a 75 or 74 is like the cutoff for my top 100 or 76 is the cutoff for my top 100 so it's it's a right on the cusp movie for me for top 100 have you guys yeah. seen knives out yes. yeah yeah mm-hmm Amazing. I feel like Great it was kind of similar. I feel like that one was a little bit more like I don't know, the more like clue the board game almost. Like it's kind of like a more set off and payoff. Well, this one's more of a slasher. I feel like, mm-hmm. but it, I felt the kind of similar because they it was both really well executed and yeah. a lot of like red herrings, at, <laughs> like Randy said in the the video store. His dad's a red herring. <laughs> yeah he was so right honestly yeah. honestly yeah I, I had i had my reservations about knives out like mainly just because my expectations were set really high mm-hmm. um because i was reading a bunch of agatha christie books right before i went and saw that mm-hmm. and then i went and, I, and the difference in knives out is like they kind of tell you who the killer is right from the beginning Shh, don't, yeah but you don't want to spoil a lot of stuff i'm not going to tell you who it is but i mean they tell you pretty much at the beginning and then you're like oh i don't know i kind of thought it'd be different you know different premise whatever i yeah i i liked i liked how it switched up the formula that's what i thought was really cool um, mm-hmm. and then the dynamic after after that point i thought was really interesting i also loved seeing ryan johnson redeem himself after oh true <laughs> oh gosh i, I love seeing I, I liked seeing the redemption so and the makeup was about too. He did a really good job with that. I'll give him that. Tell you what, if we ever if we ever want to watch the Last Jedi, I've got some opinions on that movie, man. <laughs> Dude, we would be here for three hours hearing what Chad has to say about that. We've had, <laughs> we've had a lot, lot to say about that movie. Discussions about this. 
not a lot of good things, but you know, that's beside the point. That's a diver. We don't need to diverge on that. It's fine. <laughs> Anyways, I gave it an eight out of 10. There we go. Cool. I was I waiting for it. I like it a lot, actually. I, I mean, but I feel like similarly, you have to uh, lower your expectations in a bit. Um, I feel like I'm a little bit more lucky. I don't judge my movies more on harsher criticism. It's just whether or not I liked it. And I feel like I liked it. Um, but Dang, yeah, you really you tricked me there, man. You can't go in there being like, this is a <laughs> cinematic masterpiece. But if you want just to have a good time, I would definitely, this would probably become one of my like October traditions is probably watching this movie. Just because yeah. it's fun, it's a good time. Like, I'd definitely be down for like a weekend just watching this and hanging out. Yeah, I agree. It's a good, it's a good hangout movie and just like easygoing, can watch with anyone really. Right. I liked it better. I feel like it's like we were talking about this before. It was, it's a lot easier to introduce someone to this movie mm. or a movie film. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. Like people wouldn't be as put off by it where you're like, yeah, yeah you got to watch Courtney Cox get punched in the face. And like, oh, <laughs> okay, cool. I'm down. All right. Sick. All right. Did anyone else have anything else they wanted to share? Um, I've got one quick thing. One, I, I was more in Beards Court. I gave it a 68. I was a little. <gasps> I was a little harsh, but I also feel like if you didn't go by our ratings, I would as well give it an 8 out of 10. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing I was thinking about, and I'm curious if this was a big thing for you guys when you watched the movie. So in the, when the killer attacks uh, Sydney, Sydney in her home, and then obviously Billy comes through the window and he drops his phone, I wasn't that suspicious because mm-hmm. in my mind, I was like, oh, everybody has a cell phone. Why is that such mm-hmm. a big deal? I'm curious if you guys, did you guys think the cell phone was a big giveaway or did you guys kind of just shrug it off thinking, oh, everyone has a phone? Uh, I feel like I was I was definitely thinking it was Billy mm-hmm. until he got quote unquote murdered for sure, but not like fully. I just thought I was like, oh, this guy's a creepy dude. Yeah, he is super creepy. He was creepy. And also, um, I mean... At the time, I think cell phones were not nearly as prevalent. Yeah. This was in 96. This was yeah. literally 24 years ago. So, right. Yeah. Like, I, I also brushed off the cell phone, um, but I was more suspicious by the fact that, like, as soon as the killer left, like, he showed up. And I was like, okay, it seems yeah. like really coincidental. Now, of course, I didn't know that there were two killers. So, <laughs> that actually could have been totally plausible, but, um, but I was suspicious for that reason. Yeah. Also, did anybody think he looked like Johnny Depp? Yes. Yeah. Oh, the first time he showed, I was like, Johnny Depp's in this movie? And there was a part of clearance back, Johnny Depp. Like, oh, okay. Okay, I'm glad I wasn't the only one. I also thought the uh, Sydney, I thought she was um, Hillary Swank at first as well. I was like, <laughs> we have Johnny Depp and Hillary Swank? And I was like, oh, wait, neither of them are those people. Okay. <laughs> I also forgot her name at first, and I, I yelled at Yev. I was like, oh, Meryl Streep's in this movie. And I was like, wait, no. <laughs> I meant Meryl Streep. Wait, that's so far off. I know. I don't know it's why. It's like when you mixed up mesothelioma and Mesopotamia. <laughs> well, that was... Okay, this is a little tangent, but I was an academic challenge in high school because I'm a total nerd. And I, it's, they filmed it. like you, It would broadcast on local television, and I had the biggest fear... Because they always do questions about the Habsburgs. And uh, they had uh, hemophilia. And it's always like, oh, what's famously they have is hemophilia. 
And for like two weeks prior to the filming, I got I like kept mixing up necrophilia and hemophilia. Oh god! <laughs> and my biggest fear was just going on television and being like, "Yeah, sex with dead people." Like, no. <laughs> you want to go to a therapist, Freud? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> did you shit. did you make any mistakes? Uh. I think I said Mao Zedong's name incorrectly at one point, and then we got points deducted. But can we yeah. find the film of this <laughs> online? That'll be the bonus episode. Once we get, you know, a hundred, <laughs> we can post that up. Sweet. So, uh, so a quick fun fact before we go: um, <clears throat> Courtney Cox and David Arquette were were married. Uh, David Arquette's the Dewey. So oh. they, yeah, and they first met on the set of Scream. That's where they met each other. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Are they still married or? No, they are not. Oh, they that's so have, sad. Uh, that is he sad. A, he had a power. Also, move. another fun fact is that Billy's actor's name, his first name is Skeet. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just I couldn't help <clears throat> it. It's like what the fuck? <laughs> Skeet. Skeet. Oh, he's in Riverdale. I mean, he's a good actor. I have nothing against him. Skeet. Skeet. Just, <laughs> just made me laugh. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's that's another fun fact. Um. <laughs> and with that. I think that about wraps it up for this for this week um next week we will be watching either airplane with an exclamation mark from 1980 or we will be watching something else and i will or someone else will <laughs> <with> then post. <laughs> literally nice. we're gonna watch a movie next week <laughs> yeah. so if you want to be ahead of the game yeah <laughs> That's all we've decided. Because <laughs> I said, hey, what movie are we watching? And Beard said, Airplane. And then that's that's all that was said. So, okay. Yeah, no, we have to watch another Skeet Ulrich. What's his last name? A Skeet Ulrich, Ulrich movie. We're a Skeet Ulrich podcast from now on. So, all these <laughs> Skeet Ulrich fans. We're, we're taking up the whole market share. Oh, my. Dude, there's definitely a market for that. I'm, I'm sure of it. Are they called skeet heads? <laughs> <laughs> Skeeters. Skeet. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll we'll see you next week. All right. Peace. Peace. Peace out, skeet heads. <laughs>